0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One rinse at a Time. We are about to tackle a topic that I did not know we were going to tackle. It's perhaps one of the most important videos I will do all year, and I don't say that very often. This could be one of the most important videos I do all year because we are going to talk about two people or two strategies that I hear a lot. And let me be clear, there is no right answer. You need to figure out what works for you. I do believe there is, I believe one is easier than the other but does not make it right? So to have these conversations, we are going to have the one and only Dion from Dion Talk go through this with me. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Howdy, Mike. I'm doing great. I'm ready for surprise round three.
0: Absolutely. So what we're going to talk about is essentially what I'm calling Dave Ramsey investing versus Robert Kiyosaki. So let me give some context, my opinion of both strategies. Dave Ramsey basically says, because again, he went bankrupt losing, using short-term je- debt to flip properties. He basically says it's okay to buy an investment property, but when you do focus on paying it off before you get another one. Robert Kiyosaki essentially says, use debt, debt is your friend. You know, not, not maximum leverage, but again, debt is your friend. In fact, Robert is very famously today saying he is rich because he uses debt. So I thought I would have this conversation with someone who has experience on both sides, actually has a brother and an influencer in his life that does the Dave Ramsey approach, meaning all cash. Uh, And um, that was not an option for me. So uh, Dion, where do you want to start this conversation of Dave Ramsey versus Robert Kiyosaki?
1: So I think you started out really well with there is no one right way. There is a right way for you. So the person watching, there is a right way that will work for you. And I think Dave Ramsey has good content for somebody who's bad at managing money. Or doesn't want to be an investor. If your Mm -hmm. goal is to work more than 40 hours for more than 40 years to retire on less than 40% of what you make, he's got great advice. (laughs) Don't create debt. Don't. Yeah. And for Dave Ramsey, his advice is brilliant. He was bad with debt. Yeah. Something he rarely mentions. You know, he talks about I use debt and had to file bankruptcy. So here's why I don't use debt. He doesn't mention it was 90 day debt. 90-day debt, folks. Can you We're imagine? We're not talking one-year hard money loan. We're talking three months to call a loan. And so, yes, that, avoid that. But on the other side, Robert Kiyosaki talks about using credit cards to use debt as a down payment to be pretty close to 100% leveraged. Yeah. But he was investing it when the 30-year mortgage wasn't even really normal. <laughs> Like that's the timeline. It was, it was, it was becoming normal, but it really wasn't thing. Yeah. And sometimes back then people were still fighting when, when mortgages became normal in the seventies, the debate for 15 year versus thirty for years, people fought and said the 15 is better. Get it paid yeah. off sooner. Absolutely. So what I would like to do is explain the timeline, the chronology on if I used cash mm-hmm. and if I used leverage. I think this
0: is a fun conversation because then I will come in after that, talk about using leverage and because really what what I see in you is kind of the same strategy, but you rely on the income snowball. I got to a point where frankly, I didn't even know the income snowball was a thing. Shame on me. I now looking back, we experienced it, but it wasn't for me. What I did was recycled capital. So we'll talk about that because again, uh, there is no right answer, do what's right for you. But as you see, the uh, the outcomes can, can be very different. So, uh, go ahead.
1: I think I was watching the video where you had the light bulb moment of, of when the income snowball happened for you. Yeah, you were talking yeah. to somebody about when you were talking to Olivia and you mm-hmm. said, Okay, so we bought that property, how much money do we need to put? And yeah. she said, The properties gave us that money.
0: Yeah, no, that's I- that's you're right. That was the video. Like, again, that was the aha moment, light bulb moment, whatever you want to call it. I remember, I remember that video, but I also remember that time I was traveling again. And we have separate accounts as you might imagine, right. For personal versus businesses and LLCs and all this stuff. And I'm like, I was like, okay, what? how much do we need to move this month? And she said nothing. I'm like, did we already like, did I forget? Did we already move? She's like, no, the cash flow from the properties paid for that. I'm like, huh? That that was, and it was a big number. I was like, wow, that's
1: that's pretty cool. Uh, there is a video on my channel called Leverage Versus All Cash. It was one of my first versus videos. It's literally a pirate and a gangster arguing about which is better. One of my favorite ones to make. Oh, yeah. I got to watch that. Right. So, so I do, what would happen if you bought a $400,000 house? But for me, I want to talk about like, literally, if I went my brother's route, which was <laughs> he used a home equity line of credit on a paid off property. And then he would focus for the next, like two, every single penny went to pay it until it was off. So he missed several buying opportunities during times like 2011, where properties were selling for 80,000 that are now worth 600,000 all over our market. So yeah. it worked for him. He reached financial freedom. So it's not a dig on him. No, not at all. Like I said, he's he's justified when he punches me, when he watches the video we make. But I've invested over 10 years from income from my job, like money that I've set aside and saved, mm-hmm. and it grew as, as as there was money from rentals, so I I could save more of my money from work. But mm-hmm. three hundred and twenty thousand dollars has been what I've contributed towards the down payments towards properties, down payment, closing costs, immediate repairs, the cost to acquire. Mm-hmm. About three hundred thousand has come from recycling cash flow, So the rental money that comes in that I don't use to live goes into that account. So I'm at a little over 600,000 in down payments and closing costs and immediate repairs to acquire a little over $4 million in real estate. Wow. Well, I still have $1.8 million in debt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to get where I'm in, uh, where I have six figures of rental profit um, after using the binder strategy last year, this year, um, I'm, I'm making about 136,000 in profit. Right. Wow. And that, that doesn't include the money being set aside for repairs and maintenance. So mm-hmm. I could make more if, if I don't actually do 15% in repairs, maintenance, and vacancy, which I've never come close to doing that amount, even in years where I do roofs. Mm-hmm. So because I do, I did one 5% down payment conventional on a duplex when i was first starting they, that's not really an option now i would have used fha if i was starting today to get that low down payment mm-hmm. since then i've done 20 or 25 percent down because i want a good equity position so right. i'm on the kiyosaki side of i'm using leverage mm-hmm. but i'm on the dave ramsey side of i don't want to be a hundred percent leveraged i want to maintain around 70 percent leverage 30 percent equity
0: and you're using 30 year fixed rate debt not 90 day debt
1: not 90 day not adjustable rate not um yeah. not what is it? Interest only. I'm not even. I'm not even switched to the forty-year debt yet, which I might do. So, I'm. Co- I'm not quite in the middle. I'm a little closer to Dave Ramsey because I'm thirty percent equity instead of hundred percent leveraged. Yeah. So ten years to have a net worth over two million, mm-hmm. cash flow six figures to live on, save or invest. Um, work was completely optional within eight years. So that's what using leverage looks like. Now, if I go to my brother's argument, and the reason we made the video yesterday is because the last week I spent some time with my brother, in which time I counted at least 11 times. He, And this is our fam- familial term of love and endearment. He called me a moron. That's he's an old, older brother? Oh, oh yeah. He's, he's, he's the oldest brother of the okay. three. Right. And so, um, like I said, I still look up to him yeah. for a couple of reasons. One, he reached financial freedom at 50. Um, two, he's ran a business. His kids are great. He's had a, you know. It's, Um, he's taller than me. So I look up to him physically, (laughs) but when it comes to investing, I didn't have his resources. I didn't have a house with a paid off. So I would have had to save to buy a property in all cash. Mm -hmm. So if I saved in the last 10 years, the 320,000 that I from my job invested, which I would not have been able to do because I wasn't house hacking, Mm -hmm. house hacking, let me save my money from work. But if I could magically have saved 320,000, when I first started $325,000 325000 was the cost of a duplex. So I was like this close to buying a duplex in my area. So had I found the right deal for $5,000 less than what I was paying for them, I would own a duplex, yeah. but it would have taken me the 10 years to save the money, right? So duplexes in my area right now, $555,000 for the exact same duplex.
0: That's, that, that example, that story is why I have such heartburn when people call me or want to talk about Dave Ramsey, right? They get all wrapped around the axle. I'm gonna buy it free and clear. Most folks don't have a job where they can have a blowout year or RSUs or they sell a company or wherever, where they get this flush of cash, right? You are just living below your means and squirreling away every dollar you can. Oh, by the way, real estate's going up eight percent a year. You just you just never get there. Or by the time you get there, it's you've changed your mind. It's ah, it's just frustrating.
1: So if I save the money and got the one duplex. This is where I would be today. So it's a little over 10 years, like 11 years now. I would own a duplex, would not have a mortgage payment. I would be living in one side, mm-hmm. renting out the other. So I would be making 1500 a month maybe after, cause I still have taxes, yeah. insurance, maintenance and I would want to set aside for vacancy. So even though the other side would be rented out in a three bedroom duplex in my area of three bedrooms each side rents for like 2200.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd have yeah. about 1500 in profit. So fifteen hundred a profit is eighteen thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I would be gaining appreciation on one duplex. And remember, this was bought at three hundred twenty-five thousand, not the five hundred and fifty-five it's worth now. So, one duplex versus six properties, seven properties—slow my own numbers. Seven properties, <laughs> sixteen units. Um, next year, if we have the average of five percent appreciation. Mm-hmm. It's a little over four million dollars in total value. Five percent of that, two hundred thousand. I'm going to mm-hmm. gain just. I don't know if I'm doing the math on that right. No, you
0: are. Yeah. Okay. So these last,
1: um, we need Matt here because Matt would just have yeah. the numbers. Um, these last couple of years in my area, we've seen nineteen and twenty-four percent appreciation. Yeah. So the actual increase to net worth, which is a fictitious number, I don't really care about, except I'd like to make videos about it, so I know it
0: mm-hmm.
1: has been. Over half a million dollars, yeah, each year. Um, yeah, it makes me giggle. I, sometimes it <laughs> kind of blows my mind on how the power of leverage has yeah. impacted my life. So, Dave Ramsey has a point. If you're bad with finances and you never want to be an investor, follow seven baby steps.
0: Absolutely.
1: Kiyosaki has a point. Use the power of leverage. I've had people that I've talked to refer to what I do as if Dave Ramsey and Kiyosaki had a nephew. That's my strategy. There you go. So no one right way, but there is a one right way for you.
0: Yeah. And just to kind of round this out, you know, my story is similar to yours in the beginning, right? Just squirrel away by it. We used, at the time, I, it, I wouldn't do it today, but I didn't know any better the first couple of years. We had 90% LTV, right? We had an 80%. We were using Countrywide, who, oh, by the way, doesn't exist anymore. We had an 80% first, a 10% second. So we only had to bring 10% down. We did that for properties two, three, four, and five. Um, I wouldn't do that today. That's too much leverage. Just too, just too close to, to uh, an alligator. Um, but in a rising market, we got lucky. And we did some 1031 exchanges at the peak because I watch affordability. And then the other thing to kind of highlight, it'd be interesting to see how this would work for you. Uh, over the last four or five years, we have recycled capital and actually taken equity out. We are now sitting with a portfolio of a decent size with none of our own money in the deal, right? You talked about 600 grand being in it. We have none of our original capital in the deals because, you know, again, we've been doing it 20 years and, and we've taken some out. So it's just amazing to see what you can choose to do. Use the income snowball to accelerate, recycle capital to replenish or grow. It's, it's just a lot of options when you have leverage. But the last thing I want to say is when you get close to being done, we were probably 70% ltv we have now gone to 50% because i've been through the great recession i see what happens we have a few free and clear assets now because it's called my oh bad word pile and yeah i mean our my world's completely different you know on the you know the other side of 50 so
1: yeah so the the big difference between recycling cash flow and recycling capital You would scale, I would scale faster, three, four times faster than what I am.
0: Oh, easily. Yeah.
1: Right. There's not one right way, but there's one right way for you. Of course. Mm -hmm. You have a property manager, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you, you know, each time you add properties, you are exponentially adding to the appreciation that you're going to gain. Correct. My goal was very simple. It was make. Work optional. So with, once that happened, I'm at the point where now I could recycle capital, or I could mm-hmm. continue to recycle cash flow Correctly. to add, por- you know, to my portfolio,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or eliminate debt. Yeah. At some point, sixteen rental units. If I paid them off, mm-hmm. I would have over two hundred thousand wow. in literally spend, save, or invest money. Mm-hmm just to focus if I focused on the debt, which my down payment that I have now that I'm hoping to buy my next fourplex for over a million dollars, could pay off one or two of my properties. And I'm at about 55, almost 57 or so percent leverage now. My goal Mm -hmm. was 70. So my next property, I could even do a smaller down payment and still be happy because it's an overall leverage. It's a blended
0: portfolio, portfolio. yeah.
1: Right. Uh, So what is the person's goal? Yes. Should determine the path that they take. Um, That's awesome. so i still lean on the dave ramsey side on once i put money into a property mm-hmm. i don't want to touch the money in the property or the equity or the principal paydown because i don't need it yeah
0: so if i'm doing the rough math your mortgage payments are right around 7 grand a month 7500 something like that
1: um so rents coming in, I'm, I'm I'm transparent for everybody watching. Don't sue me, bro. A yeah. uh, little over twenty-four thousand a month coming in, a little under eleven thousand in mortgages going out. So, mm-hmm. it's like thirteen-ish thousand coming in. I set aside repairs and maintenance. Right. Um,
0: yeah. That'll and that eleven is that escrowed um, insurance? That's, that's
1: in, insurance tax, uh, P.I.T.I. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: So, so, so the eleven, so mortgage payments are really more like. Yeah. Like seven or eight. And then, yeah, I've never, to... I've
1: never actually done the math on that because uh, our taxes here yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Cause this is the thing I try to warn a lot of investors out when you, when you buy a property here in Washington, the, the, the duplex might have sold for $200,000 15 years ago. And then mm-hmm. I just paid 555,000 for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tax adjustment. Oh so yeah. The percentage you pay doesn't change, but the value of the property for that county tax assessor just tripled almost.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: so I go from I'm buying a place where the taxes are $2800 and my bill is $7500 for taxes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So principal don't, don't taxes, get caught. Don't
0: get caught. Don't man. get
1: caught. Yeah, run your numbers with what the rents what the taxes are going
0: going to be. to be. Yes.
1: But I also because of the binder strategy can run the rents where they're going to be, you know, 10% below area average.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know what the binder strategy is, uh, Dion has lots of videos on it, but it's also in the course, how to get started one Ritzel at a time. It's one of the bonus sections that just had to be added. So thank you for doing that.
1: Dion, where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom, where I share how to, you you say, get wealthy with inflation, ask me how. Yep. Kiyosaki says I get wealthy with debt, ask me how. Mm -hmm. Blend them all together.
0: There you go. (laughs) Thanks, Dion. I appreciate
1: it. Ciao.